This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Joining listeners after a very good week for the Magpies, back-to-back wins. We're through to the semi-final of the League Cup, and we won one nil against Fulham on Sunday. Uh, we'll start with with the latter. Um, yeah, really good result to be honest for Newcastle against a, a good Fulham side who are having a good season. They're still, I think, in sixth place despite the defeat. Uh, obviously, they'd only beat, uh, beaten Chelsea on Thursday. And yeah, it was looking like we were heading for our third consecutive nil-nil draw in the league, but late winner for Alexander Izak. Yeah, came through by the skin of your teeth. And yeah, well, I suppose forgetting the goal actually for a second, let's deal with the the what I would really say is the biggest incident of the match, the scenes <laughs> when in the sixty-seventh minute, Kieran Trippier gives away the penalty on on Bobby Decord over Reed. Uh, Reed, I thought maybe went down a bit easily, but uh, you know, would in that situation, penalty yeah. was given. But yeah, ultimately, it it didn't actually matter in a sense whether it was or wasn't a penalty in the end because, yeah, Alexander Mitrovic steps up to convert it. Thought he had converted it, but yeah, disallowed. Uh, it slips as he takes it. A double touch. How often do you see that? Not very often. I think I think you were lucky, to be honest. I felt I'm not saying that Newcastle played badly at all. I'm just saying that Fulham also played really well, and I think I think they looked more threatening. Not that they had the better chances. So I do think both teams played well, but yeah, icing on the cake that really for Newcastle. I think if that well, obviously they wouldn't have won if that wasn't the case, no matter what. But I think if that had gone in and, and, and been counted it would have really changed the whole dynamic of that the, the latter third of the game yeah honestly that that was a huge huge turning point in that in that game um, and as yeah again whether it was a penalty or not certainly just within the the slip and the, the double touch itself yeah we massively get away with one there I actually didn't realise in that situation that it it's then a free kick to us I thought it was just like, oh, that's great, but you know, he'll retake it. He'll, I'm sure he'll still score the retake, and then all of a sudden, you know, Nick Pope's taking the kick for us, and I was like, oh, bloody hell, we've <laughs> we've really got away with that one. Um, and then yeah, uh, obviously, then I think it was us finishing the stronger. I mean, I think ultimately, I think we were the better team, but you know, Fulham defended well. I think, um, you know, they. they they limited us uh, to a lot of half chances here and there. Uh, obviously, Fabian Cher did, uh, you know, sort of rattle the post with that free kick early in the second half. But um, yeah, Alexander Izak off the bench, 89th minute, heading home from from what well, point blank range really after obviously Callum Wilson got it to him. 
uh, after you know sort of controlled that cross from Sean Longstaff. Uh, and it's yeah, it's Isaac's third goal actually in four Premier League appearances for us, which is uh, a strong start considering the circumstances in which you know those four Premier League appearances uh, you know have come for him, and obviously good for him as well actually after um, you know what happened in the the FA Cup uh, the previous week, obviously missing uh, one or two you know really good chances for us. Yeah, it's just a, a huge huge win to be honest. Um, as you say, could could easily easily have been nil nil on another day, or in fact one nil to Fulham. Yeah. So us grinding out, you know, a win and an, another clean sheet is is pretty massive actually for us. As I say, you know, against the team that are having a good season. Um, yeah, big big result for us in terms of. I'm hesitant to say sort of get our campaign back on track because that would suggest that kind of it had started to come off the rails but you know getting back to winning ways after two draws um yeah is 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 big for us um in terms of staying in that top four uh only real shame of course was was bruno going off injured at half time yeah exactly it, it looked a painful one didn't it when he yeah yeah he did and he soldiered on but judging by his face he's really disappointed in the fact that he was going to have to come off, which implies that it is something serious enough that he's aware of it. So we're just going to have to wait and see um, as to what what comes back over there. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have can, to keep our fingers yeah, crossed. It's, aren't we, it's, on that con- it's concerning because it is you know he's having a great season and he clearly wants to keep playing. But I, I think at the moment in midfield, obviously he is a big controlling factor, but. I think Newcastle are probably okay to have someone missing in the midfield. It's probably their strongest um, position in terms of depth at the moment in their squad. So I do feel like out of everybody, it's it's probably it's probably not it's not the worst position to have to cover. But yeah, no, it, it's upsetting. I don't think Newcastle have anything to be worried about in terms of results. But yeah, yeah, it's a shame for him. Yeah, it was. I I think it's it's a worry for me. I think cover wise, I'm especially because um, Shelby's been so sort of well, he's been out for so long as well. Mm. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, Joe Winton now being a midfielder obviously is a huge boon because that's kind of like a bonus, you know, body in there uh, that we kind of didn't have before without even having to buy anyone. Um, but you know, maybe obviously they're not the same position, of course. Maybe if Bruno's out, and hopefully he's not. Maybe this gives Sam Maximan more of an angle to get uh, back in the team in in a different way. He he was, of course, the one who who came on for him, and obviously means a, a slightly different approach, different um, formation, slightly. But could be um, that could be a viable option. Alternatively, maybe maybe we finally get to see Isaac and Wilson on the pitch at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's there's options there for Eddie Howe if Bruno's going to be out. But yeah, hopefully hopefully not. We'll have to just keep an eye on that one. I'm sure uh, Eddie Howe will be giving an update pretty soon. But yeah, nice to mark the the halfway point of the season with that win. That takes us to 38 points now after 19 games. So. Uh, yeah, ten wins, eight draws, just the one defeat, thirty-three scored, only eleven conceded. That's you know when you when you think about where we've been in in recent years to now 
in half a season, you know, extrapolate that over the whole season, you're looking at 76 points, you know, a, a crazy defensive record. Again, I'm sure, well, I'd love to be proven wrong. Whether we are able to sustain this for the entire season, well, I guess we'll just have to find out. But hell of a half season. You know, in, in recent years, 38 points, we, we'd only just scrape past that you know, over the course of the entire campaign. So, yeah, yeah, mighty pleasing that. Um, and, and also, yeah, mighty pleasing was, uh, I'm sorry to, to do this to you, Cara, but the 2-0 the win over Leicester um, in midweek before the game, obviously seeing us through to the League Cup semi-final. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I have to say, it was, it was a bit like in Boxing Day. It was, it was a strong, strong performance from Newcastle. Yeah, no, exactly. Leicester just continued to do nothing. And to be honest, they played better in that match than they played um, in the uh, Prem. So, you know, I suppose small small wins. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, if we talk about Leicester for a minute, like, we've just got no cutting edge. Just consistently passing it around the back for no reason. Um, can't control the ball in the midfield. And then we have... Well, our strikers, we either don't give them the opportunity to remain on the pitch. Daka should have remained on the pitch. And then you should have put somebody else on as well, whether that be Mardi. I know Iheanacho was there, who does have a good record. Um, but they don't play to his strength. And then you put Jamie Vardy on for Daka, which is, you know, is a like-for-like swap. But that's not changing anything, is it, Brendan? It's not making a difference. Um, and he had, he had a great shot. It was very good. He's, very, he's always very effective. Um, whether or not it's his last season, I don't think that can be said from his his his, his miss. It is one that you would expect him to win, but if you bear in mind how little games he's actually played, I think it would be his last season because of his age, not because of his um his his finishing. I just think he hasn't he, he hasn't had that that match that the the goal. So you know what I mean the the pitch time um this season, um but. Again, just him being on the pitch just shows the difference in the Leicester team. So it just means we're absolutely rubbish if we don't have someone who just runs around like a madman and drags everyone else with them. And that isn't how it should be. You get paid to do a job and they're not doing it. Um, and obviously, tactics-wise as well, Rodgers has got to own up to that as well because it was poor. Again, you just played them. You did exactly the same fucking thing. And it's useless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... It was one of those where on another day, I think Newcastle, we, you know, it was 2 0 in the end, but could easily, I think, have been um, even more one sided, to be honest. I think, um, you know, we, we could have easily scored a few more goals. I mean, the ones we did get Dan Byrne, big Dan Byrne, scoring his first goal for his boyhood club, dancing through the penalty area. And also, actually, just while we're on Dan Byrne, the man has a smart car. We missed this last week. Mm hmm. The man has a smart car. He's like six foot, like a million. I just, I can't help. The second I heard about this story, I, I just couldn't help but just imagining Dan Byrne as the guy from The Simpsons in that episode of The Simpsons, the really tall guy that uh, Nelson laughs at, where he's like, "Do you find something comical about my appearance, my automobile?" <laughs> like, I just, it's just such a brilliant image, and you know what? Fair play to Dan Byrne who you know I'm sure he's on good money at Newcastle and he rocks up to training in an £11,000 smart car 
Like, there's something like quite adorably humble um, about that. It's a bit like I just don't understand all of this. Oh, look, I've got a million cars, and it's like, yeah, but you don't drive them. Why do you need them? You don't like get one car. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's a, it's a bit sort of Ingolo Kante esque. You know, he he turns up, he's got like a crappy little car. You know, it doesn't have like a big flashy like you know Mercedes or Ferrari or anything like that. I think it's it's quite wholesome for me. And then yeah, and then Jointon got the other goal. Um, he'd obviously hit the post earlier on, and then after say a lovely first time finish. After that defence splitting pass um, from Miguel Almiron, um, yeah, what this ultimately means is yeah we're we're through to the semi final of the League Cup, which is the first time we've reached that stage since 1976 and just in terms of domestic cups it's the first time we've reached a semi-final since 2005 and yeah Southampton upsetting Man City really opened the draw up for us Mm. it's obviously it's going to be over two legs I mean look Southampton aren't to be uh, underestimated again they beat Man City you know which is very impressive even if Man City you know aren't quite at their best this season Certainly haven't been in recent weeks, anyway. But that is an enormous chance for us to reach a final, which is crazy. I've seen Man United versus Nottingham Forest in the other semi. Potential for silverware, which is huge for Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, and like, sure, obviously, as far as um, the available trophies go, obviously the League Cup is is the lowest in terms of prestige and all the rest of it. But a, I honestly can't remember if we've even won the the League Cup. Um, we I know we lost that final in 1976 to Man City, and but also just yet yeah, any any silverware to kick off this new era. Um, again, it's it's going to have a bit of an asterisk with it if if indeed we're able to do it, um, as we will discuss um, should Newcastle get to that point. But yeah, this is a huge huge opportunity uh, for us and. Again, I say Southampton not to be taken lightly, but over two legs, you know, we are a much better team than Southampton this season. Over two legs, I would really hope, um, you know, that we would come out on top. Hopefully, we can. Again, nothing set in stone. Southampton play like they did against Man City, then you know they could give us a real, real game over the two legs. But yeah, that is that is absolutely massive uh, for us. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, unfortunately, after a really good week on the pitch for Newcastle, we've got a couple of less good news stories uh, for you this week, listeners. As I'm sure you've been following over the last week since the, the FA Cup uh, defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and as I'm sure you, you may have been aware, uh, Newcastle fans in the Leppings Lane end that is the same end uh, at Hillsborough where the crush happened in 1989 in that FA Cup semi-final that led to the deaths of uh, 97 Liverpool supporters Newcastle fans expressing concern on social media over um, the overcrowding on the on the lower tier fans being directed through a tunnel uh, to that central pen uh, complaining at a lack of stewards uh, Newcastle fan Malcolm Bamford described his experience as uncomfortable and unnecessary, uh, he said the the stewards weren't directing people correctly. So you had people being sort of misdirected and then having to then try and cross from one side of the stand to the other, 
trying to pass each other because they'd you know everyone was kind of heading in the, in the they'd initially been heading in the wrong direction, and also that apparently the the middle of the concourse in that stand um, is said to be very narrow, so it leads to this bottleneck where fans were were kind of just sort of there was a lot of descriptions you know sort of being kind of. Uh, crammed in there like a tin of sardines kind of stuff you know pr- again pretty pretty concerning in general let alone the fact that this is the Leppings Lane and at Hillsborough of course um, which has that you know sort of historical connotation um, so again as, as you may or may not be aware listeners the FA upon obviously hearing these reports and seeing um, this talk on social media the FA are speaking to both clubs and South Yorkshire Police uh, about the incident, they're looking into it. So are the the sports ground uh, safety authority are also reviewing the incident. Um, and yeah, I've got a statement here from Sheffield Wednesday on the on what happened. I'm just going to read it out in its entirety. Uh, Newcastle, I, I don't believe, have actually commented on the issue themselves. I think they are uh, reaching out to the Newcastle United supporters trust, though. Um, to offer any support they can to affected supporters uh, but yeah Sheffield Wednesday's statement on the matter as follows further to a request from the Football Association on the afternoon of Monday 9 January Sheffield Wednesday has now submitted its comprehensive observations to the governing body following last weekend's Emirates FA Cup third round tie with Newcastle United we have engaged in extensive dialogue with all relevant parties to review the circumstances to best assist the FA with their inquiries while it is inappropriate to outline in full the details of the submission at this time, the club feels it is important to emphasise that the stewarding numbers in place within the visitor section of the stadium exceeded the requirements of the safety certificate. The allocation of tic- tickets issued to Newcastle supporters also complied absolutely with the safety certificate. In addition, fewer supporters entered the visitors' turnstiles when aligned to the number of tickets allocated and sold. The tickets, uh, sorry, the turnstiles were opened 30 minutes earlier than a regular match day, two hours before kickoff at 4 p.m., to allow Newcastle supporters to enter the stadium in a timely, in a a timely as manner as possible. Um, So, yeah, um, that's all we can really say about the story at this stage, listeners. But obviously, if any more comes out in the coming weeks or just in the remainder of the season, uh, we will be sure to update you on it. And and yet another uh, another headline uh, for Newcastle this week. Again, not uh, a positive one. Joelinton uh, being charged with drink driving. Northumbria police confirmed that he was arrested at around one twenty a.m. on Thursday, and he's going to appear in court at the end of January. Uh, Newcastle have declined to comment on that. Again, at this time, he's just been charged. We can't comment on ourselves too much on the story but obviously what we can say is that drink driving is don't do it it's it's stupid it's dangerous it you know it costs people their lives it's it's and not completely good. unnecessary yeah uh so that's all we can really say at this time uh but yeah not not good <laughs> basically two two not good stories unfortunately in relation to newcastle this week but yeah Coming up next for Newcastle now, though, is Crystal Palace. A um, bit of a mixed bag for Palace this season. They're, um, you know, they've not been too bad. They're seven points clear of the relegation zone. 
But yeah, just sort of stuck in mid-table at the moment. Yeah, they're bumbling along. Um, I doubt they're going to do anything special for um, the, the match against Newcastle, which is your next Premier League fi- fixture. Um, you can never, you can never just expect nothing from them, though. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't expect them to win. They've um, <clears throat> got a current run of a couple of losses. Um, within their last five games has been. Loss, loss, win, loss, loss. Um, yeah, a bit, bit up and down kind of form, really, haven't they? Again, I guess what kind of a te- kind of form you expect from a team kind of languishing in sort of twelfth, not quite in yeah. the relegation dogfight. Though, of course, they're not safe just yet, but equally not really troubling those above them uh, at the moment. You have to say. Yeah, I mean, literally anything could happen with Palace. It just depends. I, I feel how Newcastle are playing though at the moment with with their current play style I don't feel that Palace are going to trouble them too much um, I mean they've only scored 17 goals this season in 18 games so you know the only, the only teams actually with a worse attacking record are Nottingham Forest West Ham and Everton who have all got 15 oh sorry and Wolves have, who of course have 12 so how do we have 26 I think you've got James Madison to thank for your uh, 26 goals this season, to be honest. I think he's scored or assisted most of them. And I think the fact that he's injured at the moment, I think is why... Well, I mean, obviously Leicester have kind of been struggling for most of the season, but I think that's why Leicester have particularly struggled in, in, in recent weeks. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, just sort of back to Palace, as I say, they've, they're not you know particularly um, prolific going forward. Hopefully, coupled with our, um, you know, pretty stingent defence, hopefully that's a good sign. And yeah, hopefully Isaac's getting a bit more confidence now. Um, Callum Wilson's obviously not scored too much actually of late, so hopefully, despite actually being on the pitch, um, so hopefully he can maybe um, get back to his scoring ways as well. And yeah, we'll have to obviously just wait and see what happens with Bruno. Hopefully. Hopefully he's well. Hopefully he's, he's he's fit for this one. If not, hopefully he's not out for a very long time because, of course, he gives us a lot of uh, attacking and sort of creative um, thrust it from midfield as well. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, I think it's um, not not a bad fixture for us. Again, Fulham was a really difficult one. Uh, not to say Palace are going to be easy by any stretch. Um, so they're not having a bad season by. By any means, and and I think they they're good enough to probably stay clear of the um, of that relegation dogfight. But again, given our current form, uh, one hopefully that we can continue to win, continue to pick up uh, some good results because Man United are now very much breathing down our necks. In fact, uh, if they win their game in hand, um, not that, that their game in hand is currently on the schedule, but uh, they will overtake us because we're only ahead of the match at the moment on goal difference. Um, which, you know, to be fair, is a testament to how good they've actually been of late under Eric Ten Hag. You mean without Ronaldo? And without Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? When he leaves and suddenly the team picks up. But yeah, uh, once won't... once the toxicity has been cut out. We won't mention um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll be back next week to look back on that, listeners, and look ahead to the League Cup semi-finals. Um, the... the well, the first leg of it anyway, which will be our away trip to Southampton. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and give us a positive review, that would be amazing. And we've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo.
And thank you, listeners. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.